Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. And we are so happy to be here with you. Look, we know we were saying we were going to be doing Uptown Saturday Night. Apologies, apologies, apologies to everyone in our audience and apologies to fans of that movie of Mr. Bill Cosby and of the late great Sidney Poitier. We uh we just had to adjust because something else came up um in the name of the feud that will not go away. We've got we had America had its civil war. Uh some people say we're still on, on another civil war, but that's a conversation for another time. Hatfields and McCoys, that's over with. Uh, great football battles and <laughs> rivalries have come and gone and base- basketball, baseball rivalries. But this one will not go away. Betty versus Joan. Georgia, what what do you think about this? This this feud interrupted our program, our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> what do you think about that? I think it means there are people who are still so fascinated with two of the most legendary actresses of all time and the way they had this long-running fight with each other, the jealousies and the way that they would just go at each other. It was like tit for tat, just over and over, like throughout the years. And it's, it's legendary, but it's, it's funny and it's sad all at the same time. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, we're here for it. <laughs> We're here for it because obviously our namesake is uh, the of the show is Betty Davis, you know, as in a, in a title. Um, but I don't pick sides. You know, I I don't. I don't have a dog in this fight. I love both of the actresses. Um, I'm obviously I'm more of a Betty Davis fan. But what about you, Joan? Joan, <laughs> that was was that a Freudian slip? What about you, Georgia? Do you do you have a dog in the fight or a preference? What do you think? Well, you know, I'm I'm like you, Moya. I am a Betty Davis fan because I respect her talent. Right. Um. You know. Yes, we have to admit Betty was feisty, bold, and brave, but she could be a difficult person, mm-hmm. and she was a fighter. We all yeah. know that. And you know, but by the same token. Joan had a very hard scrabble beginning and she had to fight and claw her way up. And yes, she uh, started out as a Corrine, as we know, you know, a chorus girl. Mm -hmm. And she started in the movies before Betty did. And she was already established by the time Betty started. And yes, um, there are rumors about her very, her long standing, uh, affairs and romances and yes uh a lot of people say she slept her way to the top mm-hmm. uh and you know so yeah there's a lot of that in there um it, but i don't think it should take away from her natural raw talent that she had right i think that's uh, um my the way i look at it is betty certainly had much greater range i think than joan did mm-hmm. however uh when you look at Joan Crawford's movies, her presence and her projection of character were undeniably powerful. Right. And I think that is, if you look at her movies, they create this indelible impression. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to take away from the great talent that Joan Crawford definitely was. Right. 
Right, right. Um, I totally agree with you. It's with Betty, her movies resonate differently with, with me. I I I find her roles um a little bit more uh I just like the like and we talked about this before. Guys, we actually have a video on YouTube. Yes, we do have a YouTube channel. We have several videos up there. And we actually did uh, two 30-minute um, stories about uh, feud, the show Feud that, uh, that came out with Jessica Lange and um, Susan Sarandon. We did it about that. And we also incorporated what we learned uh, from our own research about the feud between these two ladies, these two titans if you will we also you know incorporated that but um so go look that up on our youtube channel as well uh but i think with betty's movies like i still contend that joan crawford couldn't have done any betty davis movies but i think betty davis could have done any Joan Crawford's Joan Crawford movie. She probably didn't want to do any, um, you know, because they may not have been media media enough for her. Um, so, like you're right. That's why I'm trying to back up what you're saying. The acting piece and just the roles that, like the old maid and old acquaintances and all about Eve and just on and on and on. Um, now Voyager. See how I rattle those off? And those resonate with women in society. I'm not, I can't really say the same about Joan Crawford's movies. I mean, and I could be wrong. And, you know, that's okay. Y'all can comment and let us know what you think. Um, but what about you? Uh, Mildred Pierce. I love yeah. that movie. And then her later stuff, like her, I like Daisy Kenyon. But kind of that stuff in the middle, like the, like the, when she became box office poison, nah, nah. And it was for good reason. I'm sorry, Joan Crawford fans. But later on, like in the 50s and stuff, she started getting better roles and, and more stuff that I could relate to. Is there Are there any movies you can rattle off with Joan that you say, hey, no, wait a minute, Moya. This, no, these movies here, I can, I feel that with Joan. Not really, because the movie roles that Joan took on, she played more of a victim type, okay. which Betty didn't do. And, you know, and if, and with Mildred Pierce, you know, Betty was offered that first. And then Joan was known, well, at least rumored of, you know, taking her scraps. And so, but she took Mildred Pierce and she made it her own. And I have to give her props for that because yeah. she did a brilliant job in that movie and deserved all the accolades she got for it. Yes. Yes, she certainly did. Absolutely. But when you hear, again, when you hear about iconic roles for women and actresses, Betty Davis, if she's not at the top of the list, she's certainly in the top three or five. Joan Crawford, I don't think, me personally, and this is anecdotal, I have, and I've looked at a lot of documentaries talking about this, not so much. So the names you'll hear, you'll hear like the Betty Davises, the Barbara Stanwicks, uh, the Olivia de Havilland's and Elizabeth, even some Elizabeth Taylor stuff, you know, Cat on the Hot Tin, tin Roof, and of course later on, um, what's her name, Streep and all these people. So it's just different. Somebody said it, Joan Crawford was the star. She, if you look up Hollywood star, female of all time, is Joan Crawford. The glamour, she had everything, like she, she could act, she really could act. 
But when you talk about if you want to learn how to act in the actress, Betty is going to be at the top of those lists. I'm just, it's just the way it is. That's true. And even Betty said that herself. She said, Joan is a movie star. I am an actress. Well, that's that. Let's let's hear what Betty Davis actually thought <laughs> about um <laughs> about Joan. And especially with the baby Jane saga and you know the, the her, her getting snuffed for the Oscar not winning and her feeling that um uh, Joan has something to do with that. So let's take a look at that because I want I want to hear we want to hear from these ladies in their own words. Let's let's look at and this is later on. This is post the uh stroke. Um but you know she, you cuz I think she had another stroke after this. Um or it might not be with the Yeah, yeah, this was the stroke. And so let's see what she thought had to say about Joan and Baby Jane and Oscar. The last person I want to ask you about is is the lady with whom, in, in many minds, you are forever linked. That's Joan Crawford. I know, isn't it incredible? We're forever linked. We made one film. It's funny that remains. I'm sorry. I, I well, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. I as far as making the film with us, she was on time. She knew her line. She basically was a pro. But we're very different kind of women, very different kind of actresses. Yes. But afterwards, the how would you characterize your relationship? When she saw it too, I didn't get the Oscar for Baby Jane. She went to all the New York nominees and said, if you can't get out there, I'll accept your award. And uh, please do not vote for her. She was so jealous. She was a fool, my dear. We had great percentage. If I had won that Oscar, We'd have made a million more dollars on the film. That's what always happens. So she didn't, wasn't very smart about what she did. You hurt by the memory of that? I was furious because that would have made me the first person with three. And as I, you know, I always have to be first as an Aries. Yes, and I should have had it all. Uh, very immodest of me. I should have had it. <laughs> that year no question hello today fans thanks for checking oh, wow. out our youtube channel subscribe <laughs> by clicking. i know i know uh so shout out to to that that channel for to the, the today show and uh let's see who posted that yeah the today show shout out to them uh for uh doing that interview back in the day with betty davis so what do you think georgia about that interview well, I think it's very telling in many ways that she felt that uh, Joan Crawford tried to sabotage her uh, Oscar nomination, and she felt that it hurt both of them mm -hmm. by uh, her her doing that because she said that because of her jealousy, it really hurt both of them. Right. And and if that is true, and and I think that actually Betty's got it right. I I do believe that is true. I think it hurt both of them, and it could have been an even bigger picture. It wasn't really expected to be that big of a movie, but right. I think because everybody knew about the real uh, life behind the scenes rivalry of the two, I think that's what really fueled it. And then plus, it was so camp and fun, and I think a lot of people wanted to see a semi horror movie like this, <laughs> and it was just. A lot of fun with two great actresses like that. But, you know, this their rivalry uh, had its beginnings very early on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, 
what with uh, Joan's uh, ways of, uh, you know, having romantic liaisons with a lot of the men that she was with, you know, I mean, Clark Gable even, and Betty liked Clark Gable. They did some work together, but uh, it wasn't until um, uh, Betty starred in her very first movie where she had top billing when X-Lady came out. That is the very start of this whole feud because Joan her announced her divorce from Douglas Fairbanks Jr. on the very day her movie uh, previewed. And she was had pages and pages about her divorce, whereas Betty's movie, X-Lady, was relegated to just a small little corner of the newspaper. And so her movie uh, was pulled after about a week from all the major theaters. And so this was a crushing blow to Betty, which really started off the whole thing. And then it spiraled on from there back and forth between the two. And and we guys, so our very first obviously had to be our uh, very first live had to be Betty Davis herself and an ex lady, uh, pre code she did. And Georgia brought this point up and then fast forward, Betty Davis allegedly was in love with Franchot tone. And she claims or the rumor is, that Joan Crawford knew it. And like you said, Joan Crawford, and, and, and fast forward, you know, learning Joan Crawford may have been sexually abused as a child. So, you know, you get sexualized, you know, um, like that. Studies have shown you, you, hey, the sky's the limit, unfortunately. You're already out there. And so jo- Joan, um, she was about that action, as they say. So, she allegedly stole Betty felt Franchot Tone from her, and she Betty and Franchot Tone had just been in Dangerous. That was Betty's uh, first Oscar, and around that time, uh, she felt that Joan had she knew she was Betty was in love with Franchot Tone, and Joan took Franchot Tone. So the exhalated debacle with the divorce from Fairbanks Jr. and then the Franchot Tone thing. And then Betty kind of admitted in another interview earlier on, that might have been in the mid to late 70s, that she was jealous because Joan was supposed to be this glamour puss. And Betty never, when she was younger, thought she was beautiful or thought she was attractive. So, um, oh, Georgia, we'll get her back in. But she was kind of a little player haterish on on Joan. But they were both very nice looking ladies on on the on a screen. And you know, it, it I'm like this, what you look like off the screen is what that's the real. We know that that's the real you. We know that today you have filters. <laughs> oh my gosh. What people say filters are dark magic, filters are evil. <laughs> so you really don't know what people look like until you, you know, in makeup makeup oh my gosh god i'm just thinking about how like especially dudes because only women put on the makeup and have the filter a man trying to date now you don't know what in the world you're getting and so a lot of cats men are really gun shy when it comes to dating and and um and is this is this really a chick or does this chick really look like this so filters off. So, you know, back then you didn't have the filters and such, but they had like the best makeup artists and you had the best lighting. And so because you were selling an image 
and Hollywood, of course, was more prevalent it was than it is today. Um, and I and I guess, guys, you know, there's that strike going on and the strikes, the actors and the writers, and some I, I never forget in the uh, uh, with Steven Spielberg an interview years ago. He he was a proponent of bringing back the studio system to control actor salaries, to control production, maybe not been as tough and as iron-fisted as the former studio system, but he was a proponent of the system coming back. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, it, I, I can see it how it could have its good and bad points of the system. And now fast forward what's going out going on now with the strikes and such, you know that would have never ever ever happened under the old studio system. And then I believe Charlie Chaplin, Mary Pickford and some other big time stars back then, they started the United Artists. And from that that prop that was the roots, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong in a chat or in the comments, the roots of uh the union coming back into play so uh coming into play i'm sorry coming into play um and for for but you know it, it's kind of funny because suppose you still want to work <laughs> suppose you don't want to strike you say i got these projects coming up i need to work suppose you try to do that and um y'all striking and now y'all broke <laughs> So we got Georgia back. So Georgia, I was just talking about, you know, how Betty was kind of jealous of Joan's glamour puss image, and she she admitted that, and I believe in in several interviews before, and and we talked about last uh, last time we were on Facebook with our audience that she Betty didn't think she was gorgeous when she was younger, you know, in that time and space, but. Fast forward, we all, like all of us. When you get older, you you do you miss what you had. Um, it was just kind of I just kind of went off on a tangent on the uh with the going the strikes that are going on now and how I believe Spielberg wanted at some point um this was a while ago saying maybe the Hollywood uh studio system should be brought back maybe not as iron fisted as it was. What do you think about that? Um, and I know we're kind of getting off the subject of the feud between these two, but you know, there's the writer strike and the actor strike. What about the bringing back? Do you, do you think bringing back the old Hollywood system where salaries were controlled, production were controlled, you had budgets and stuff. Do you think that might be a solution to stopping the strike or, 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 or like it'll never happen, but what do you think? I don't really think anybody wants to go back to the old studio way of the way they controlled every single thing. I think we've definitely um, done better by getting away from the studio system. But by the same token, it just seems to have really paralyzed the whole yes. movie production system because I think there's too much, uh, you know, I, I get the impression, uh, and I hope I don't like step on anybody's toes here, but I get the impression that people that are in the industry are pretty well paid and um I, and I, I don't know exactly how much they're paid they're paid probably very well and i know that writers are absolutely essential in fact i i would love to be to write a hollywood script myself someday mm -hmm. true confessional here but um i think that 
it's just playing too far. And um, I, I like the idea that they have unions, but I just think it's causing, um, gosh, you know, the, the cost for a movie nowadays is like $20 for a movie. Right. And I don't know that we're getting the real good content because right. I think of the way, to be perfectly honest, when I look back at the movies that were done several decades ago, I think that there was so much greater quality of the writing. Yes. And so to me, it seems like a little bit too, uh, I, I think they're making, they're asking for a lot, but they're not producing the quality that deserves the extra pay. Okay. I'll just put it bluntly. No, I mean, you're not alone in that, um, in that sentiment. I've heard other people say that. Um, I agree with it. Uh, so if we can get better, better quality content out of this, better acting <laughs> out of this, better attitudes out of this, I'm all for it. You know, because um, I agree. The Going back to the the old Hollywood system as we knew, as we knew it, that's no. That would be a big no-no. But um, definitely trying to trying to bring back the quality. That, that's that's all we can say. Because I think everyone agrees the quality just is not there. It's not there. Let's take a look at what Joan Crawford had to say about working with Betty Davis. So we heard from Betty. Let's let's hear from Joan. And then we'll take it from we'll um We'll take it from there because we want to hear have both sides of this argument, um, and then we'll we'll see what she has to say, and then we'll take it from there. Let me um, set this up, and then we'll hear from one of the queens, the other queen, other side of the story. Well, let's say that 80 is quite a tremendous number. And one of the pictures that I saw that I'll never forget you in was Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. What was it like to play opposite Betty Davis in a film of this magnitude? I would think it was the most uh, rewarding experience in the world. As a matter of fact, I put the deal together. Did you really? Oh. I'd wanted to work with her since uh, we were Warner Brothers together. And... Uh, I wanted to do Ethan Frome with her. I thought we would be great in mm -hmm. it with uh, Raymond Massey. Oh. Well, you were great in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Well, it was a good box <laughs> office chemistry, I and think. And, of course, many of our viewers will never forget you and Mildred Pierce. Okay, so what do you think about that? Wow, you know, she doesn't say anything uh, in any way um, derogatory towards Betty, but she certainly doesn't really say anything about Betty. She kind of avoids the subject a little bit more. <laughs> it is true. She did set up. She she did help uh, Betty, you know, get uh, read on to whatever happened to baby Jane. That is true. That was her idea, and she did do it. Um, and I, to be perfectly honest, I, I did read Ethan Frome, and I would have loved to have seen the two of them and Ethan Frome oh, yeah, together. Yeah. I think that would have been a, a great movie with yeah. huge dramatic potential, great story. It's a classic, mm -hmm. so that would have been a good one. Yeah. Well, you know they were supposed to do uh, Hush, Hush, We Charlotte, and uh, 
Joan was pulling diva moves, according to everybody who was involved. Okay, just wasn't any sh shade on one side and just pulling diva moves, being weird. And that's how, so she left the, and so Betty was producing this. And, you know, time is money. So uh, Olivia Havilland, they had to scramble and get her in there. And they didn't, they didn't even have enough money. She had to use her own clothes and hurry up uh, and get her, get Joan, Joan out of there. And, like, people were so happy. So, and so we noticed that. Did y'all see the Pepsi Cola bottle <laughs> in that shot um, with that oh. interview just now? Wasn't that hilarious? I love Joan Crawford. Oh, my gosh. I love Joan Talk Crawford. about product placement. Yes. I love Joan Crawford because she like, F that, this is my bread and butter. <laughs> Y'all going to see this Pepsi. <laughs> I love it. But, and so, and they even feuded with that because Joan on um the set of, um of this, of the movie, Betty, whatever happened to baby Jane, Joan wants to bring all this Pepsi and then Betty Davis say, get out of here with that. I'm bringing Coke. And I mean, they were, they were crazy. They, they, that feud. My gosh, it started in the 30s. So this was by this time it was like a 30-year feud. This this back and forth stuff. But then I was looking at another channel. They said the the movie feud the with Sarandon and um Lang like was based off of a book that I think it was Olivia de Havilland's book. Do you hear anything about this? Oh, no, I would have loved to have known more about that. No. Because they were saying that 20%, like the movie only got 20%, only 20% of it was accurate, according to this guy on YouTube. So go look it up. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't save it. I don't have the name of the person who did that. But yeah, so he's, he was saying that only about 20% of it was accurate. A lot of it was, he helped even contribute to some of the, the rumors and uh, uh, writing a fake letter from that Allegedly, Joan had wrote, but he wrote it saying that Betty Davis smelled. And so, I mean, so people were just adding again back to our original statement. Why are we so invested in these two? And there, these people are long dead. Why are we keeping this alive? <laughs> Why? I think it says a lot about our culture. Yes. <laughs> I think that I think that we, uh, you know. This big, the good stories about people don't make as much press as like the bad behavior does. Right. And so we uh, just think it's a lot more salacious and fun to hear about the fights and feuds and bad behavior, especially Absolutely. with with these acclaimed movie actresses who had such talent and were at the top of their game. Tess, right now, it seems a little petty. Like, why did they need to do that? But, right. you know, when I read about the back and forth between the two, it is absolutely astonishing why they didn't have better conflict resolution skills. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'm thinking, like, you know, when I think about Joan and when she showed up at an Academy Awards where Betty wasn't really expecting to get the Academy Award, and so, uh, and she was also feuding with Jack Warner at the time. So she just wore an old costume <laughs> dress, which is not, which was not movie star. It was just like a regular, like, you know, daytime maybe business dress or something. Mm -hmm. And then, and then Joan says to her, "Oh, nice frock you've got on." Ah, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she just had to like stick it to her when she could. They both did it back and forth to each other, you yeah. know, stealing the man you love and right. just so many other things. The way that they 
outdid each other when they did the movie whatever happened to baby jane it's hilarious right you right. know how they both tried to get at each other right <laughs> it's and just and these are like older women which makes it even kind of sad and funny all at the same time you know because their age you think these two should know better why right. do they need to do this because they're both famous yeah they're they've got they're wealthy why yeah. do they need to do it i think that's really part of the fascination right and and, uh, and the men y'all were fighting over were like y'all crawford had long divorced those men and they were old and decrepit just like these two old broads was old and decrepit so it's just it's so funny and like i said i'm i you know i joke and kid and but i'm you know i'm like i said i have absolutely no emotional attachment beyond joking and kidding and just uh like you said a, a, a macabre interest in a feud of dead people <laughs> you know like like it's just it's so funny but I, i'll say this because we're running out of time the only thing i can say i'm invested in i love what betty davis said in that brian gumble piece i and, and I, I i've seen that interview before but i never really paid attention i connect with betty when she says and you know i have to be at the top of the number one. She was very competitive. And I think that's what drove her, and she'll say that, to get these roles and f the fight with the Warner Brothers. Because she was, because she said, that's my ass on the screen. You know, like that. She said, that, you know, that's me. So she's going to be the fool no matter what the person wrote or the production. They're going to say Betty Davis stunk. And it did ev eventually happen to her when she had that lull in her career and All About Eve brought her back. And guys, we got that on our podcast. We did all about Eve. Uh, we we did the corn is green. So we got our Betty Davis stuff. And right below this um, this live, check out our first live with X Lady, um, and 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 see what you think about that. Well, Georgia, I'm gonna give you the last word because we are out of time, my dear. I had I really had fun revisiting this feud. Oh, I did too, Moya. I wanted to say when I watched the star, I did not realize that Betty was actually trying to imitate Joan Crawford. And oh. I didn't realize that when I was watching the movie The Star because I thought Betty was actually parodying herself. Me too. I thought that that's what Betty was doing the whole time. And I, I just learned that actually she was trying to imitate Joe, which makes it even more hilarious. So it makes me want to revisit The Star again. That's such a great... We'll do that someday because that is such, such an over-the-top, wonderful Betty Davis movie. I know. Oh, my gosh. So we... we... We were supposed to be doing that movie, so, and we just keep we just keep pushing stuff back because we have so many movies we try to get to them, and, and we don't want to just just totally do Betty all the time and just drown in Betty Davis, even though I could. So we try to uh, we try to, you know, have more variation and such. But um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in um this week. So the next time we'll be with you live. Is uh and so don't forget the audio podcast will be uploaded on the twenty on the uh next Saturday the twenty sixth at our regular time eleven a.m. But we will be live again. Um, that's a shame. I I don't know because there's George like I said George and I we have schedules and private lives. So but we're gonna try to keep it on a consistent schedule. And I want to shout out to Ultimate Fashion History. Been chatting back and forth with them, having a blast with them. Uh, old Black Hollywood, Silver Screen um, Cinema, um, Cinema, I'm saying it wrong, Cinema Oasis, I'm sorry, I messed it up, Marco Place and his crew, shout out to them, um, 
the the William Power and Myrna Lloyd, Betty Davis fan club, Our Way of Loving, Joan Crawford, just all these great uh, pages and fan groups. Um, Ashley says so and Real Black One. Shout out, and I'm sorry if I'm leaving some people out. I need to probably just write it down and go through all the people we like. Preco Hollywood, of course, Step Back in Time, the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s and 90s. Um, so shout out to you guys. Keep doing the great work. We want to be like you all when we grow up, okay? We want to. So we're not sure what our next movie will be, but you got to tune on in and find out through the next live with us. We had a blast. We cannot wait to see you again. George, is there anything you want to say, girl, before we... Hit the road, Jack. Beautiful job, Moya. I just want to say thank you to all of our followers. Yes. And we appreciate you so very much. Keep on following us. We love y'all. We sure do. And with that said, Shaka, take us out. I said, I said.